All right, friends, if you're listening to this episode, you realize it's a bonus episode, something special planned for you. And what that is, is my new podcast, Naked Sunday. My co-host, Caleb Nelson, and I, you can hear all about our story in my book, Best Hour of Their Day, or the bonus chapters of Best Hour of Their Day. Long story short, best friends. Then we didn't talk for five years. Now we are just about best friends again, talking all of the time about really deep things, to be quite honest. We don't just have this surface discussion, although we do. We talk about working out and nutrition and what's going on in our lives, but often we found ourselves really diving into these deep, meaningful topics like forgiveness and authenticity and what it means to be a good husband and a good person, things we can do better. I'm just talking about some deep shit. I mean, especially for two dudes that are, you know, just in the fitness world, we get, we get pretty deep. Not going to lie, I'm pr- proud of ourselves. But we've been having these conversations regularly, and we thought, hey, we'd love to have these conversations on a more substantial level, meaning we can actually help other people. And I think that's what we're going to do here with this podcast. Naked Sunday is going to be a podcast all about diving into these deeper topics and exploring them, talking about our feelings, talking about our emotions, giving out tips that have worked for us, and also talking about places we failed with these different topics and places where we think we can help other people improve their lives. That's really what it is. So if you're interested in that, there's, of course, a fitness and a nutrition vibe to it but then we get much deeper. If you're interested in that, check it out. Listen to this episode. If you enjoy the episode, this is our introductory episode of Naked Sunday. But if you enjoy, head over to Naked Sunday on any podcast platform and give us a subscribe. I promise you, I think, I said I promise you, but I'm you know, i pretty certain that if you like best hour of their day, you're going to enjoy Naked Sunday. And I'd love to have your feedback. So if you listen to this introduction, and then you, of course, subscribe over at Naked Sunday to get all future episodes, which will come out every Sunday, just once a week. I'd love your feedback. Hit me with an email, a text, a DM, whatever it is, however you and I communicate. I'd love to hear it. So listen to this episode. Let us know what you think. Subscribe to the show at Naked Sunday. Feel free to leave us a review as well. Of course, leaving a review always helps. But more importantly, hit me up with some feedbacks, future topics, and what you learned from this episode. All right, that's it. Go ahead, listen to it. I'm done talking. Here's the inaugural, the first episode of Naked Sunday with my co-host, Caleb Nelson. I don't know about you guys, but the quarantine was not ideal for my eating and my physique when we first got locked down, I took it as a way to pity myself, feel bad. You know, obviously the whole world is going through this, but I took it as, hey, no, it's only me. We're all gonna die. So I might as well eat cookies, Chipotle and pizza. And then you realize, okay, we're gonna make it through this. It's gonna take some time, but we're gonna make it through. Let me not eat like an asshole forever. And luckily, I'm married to someone who constantly reminds me that I'm eating like an asshole, won't have sex with me if I don't look my very best. That's something I need a therapist about, but also runs a pretty phenomenal 
nutrition company with Own Your Eating. And she's put together, that is Roz, my wife, some great challenges that you guys can check out. If you're like me, like you said, and you need a little extra accountability, you need a kick in the ass, you wanna just learn a little more, you wanna do something really cool at your box, at your gym, at your affiliate, you should check these out. So if you go over to SugarWad in the marketplace, we've got the Own Your Eating store in there, and there's three different challenges you can check out. If you're a box owner, I highly recommend you check out the Gym Nutrition Challenge. I think it's only like $169, something like that. And the cool thing about it is if you're a box owner, you can give this to your members as a way to just, hey, I'm giving you a bonus. I'm giving you something. You know, We appreciate that you stuck with us during your during the quarantine, we appreciate that you kept your membership active, or you can even make money. She's had a few gyms that have done really well at $169. You get 20 people signed up at 20 bucks, you've, you've made over $200. So check out the 30-day transformation challenge for gyms. That's a specific one for box owners. And then we've got ones for individuals, the 30-day transformation challenge, as well as the 30-day get lean challenge. And, and with both of those, you're going to get programming you're going to get daily information daily accountability and so much more the transformation challenge is really for those that are either new to tracking macros and flexible eating or maybe you've done it in the past and you want to get dialed back in like i needed and of course accountability goes a long way it's something i preach as far as a coach i have coaches for many aspects of my life and the primary reason is I just need that account accountability. Hey, did you do what I told you to do? Hey, don't forget you said you do this, right? It's just a reminder in the back of my head when I'm about to mess up that I got someone out there that's relying on me doing well and going to remind me about it. And then there's the 30-day get lean. This is more for the experienced people. Maybe you've tracked macros in the past. You have a good understanding of nutrition, but you're ready to take it to the next level. Maybe you've plateaued you're ready for reverse dieting, or you just need some extra coaching out there. So you can check these all out on SugarWad. The link is in the show notes, but if you go to SugarWad, you go to the marketplace, you look up when you're eating, you're gonna see these options. And the cool thing is you can use the code BESTHOUR. You can use the code BESTHOUR and you'll get 10% off any of the options there. So B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, the code BESTHOUR will get you 10% off in the Sugar Wad Marketplace. Check it out. Own your eating. Roz's three challenges, and she's seen tremendous results. And trust me, if you're working with Roz, I'm going to hear about it. She'll ask me for some feedback as well. So you really get two coaches for the price of one. Check it out. Use the code BESTHOUR for 10% off. All right, guys. Welcome to episode one of Naked Sunday. I'm your host, Caleb Nelson, and I'm here with my good friend, Jason Ackerman, also the co-host of this exciting new adventure. Really excited to, um, to shake things out, see how things go. Uh, not that we're shaking anything out on actual Naked Sunday, but <laughs> we are recording on Sunday. Uh, so we'll do our, our general intros, and then we'll get into it. Uh, I, like I said, I'm Caleb Nelson. Um, I've been in the fitness and training and we'll call it life coaching space inadvertently for over a decade now. And my good friend Jay here, I'll let you introduce yourself, bro. Yeah. You know, once we hit that record button and you started talking, I got a little bit of those good nerves going through. So it was like, uh, all right, we're launching a new project, which I think is 
always exciting. I remember back in the day, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it, when I would come back from a mentorship lesson, you know, one of the very first ones he said is like, you know, when you do something that's scary, you're also excited and it's invigorating. And that's kind of how it felt when we hit that record, you know, like you been involved in fitness, health, life coaching for hard to believe 25 years. It's crazy. That just means I'm old. I'm surprised I'm not going gray just yet. Um, You know, 25 years just means one, I started really young and two, I never got a real job. So, (laughs) but I think, I think you and I have so much time under tension because it's something we're just so passionate about. Hence the, hence the launch of this, you know, you and I will talk about our story on this episode, but as soon as we got talking again, it was like, we want to, I feel like you and I just always want to share with the world. I agree with that. I struggle not sharing at this point. And, you know, I feel I, I, when I feel like the most worthless is when I don't feel like I can actually go out and help somebody, you know, when I feel like just kind of confined to my own thoughts and like, feel like I'm locked in my head. And when I don't feel like I'm actually helping, I feel like I'm like wasting my time on this planet. And, um, you know, when we started talking about this, it, like, it's like, we didn't even skip a beat. Like, yeah, shit. We, uh, we want to do something again. We want to do something that was meaningful. I mean, we kind of had that makeshift podcast at Albany and, um, and here we are now, hopefully a little older and hopefully a little wiser. <laughs> Definitely older. Definitely older. You know, and I think let's, let's, let, let's be real and let's be honest because that's what this is all about. We also very much both like to talk. You know, we, I can't say that I don't like the sound of my own voice. That would be a lie. So you're, you're very right. And uh, <laughs> no, excuse me of being short-winded anymore. For me, what really cemented the idea of doing this, though, was, and maybe we could talk a little bit about our backstory. You know, you you showed up in Albany Cross for what, 2010? 2009. 2009. Wow. 11 plus years ago now. And, you know, for those that want to learn more about everything we went through, you know, I wrote a book. We've talked about it on podcasts before. And it's it's probably, I'm sure if you just Google our names, you'll you'll find our history somewhere out there. But point is, when you and I reconnected earlier this year, and I think it's important to note the fact that the reason we were able to reconnect is vulnerability and those types of you know things that we'll we'll dive into. But really, every time you and I spoke, I would leave that conversation like a weight had been lifted. It was like a therapy session. You know, people people just like talking and venting and getting. You know, there's you and I are at least in my world, you're one of the few people I can say something to and A, not feel judged, B, get some solid advice in return, you know, and C, learn a little bit. And I was like, man, this feels so good to me. We should be sharing it with the world. Yeah. I mean, for one, the catharsis in and of itself was very powerful. Um, and just you know, even leading into it, it was a, an, an exercise, you're right, a very much a vulnerability of being able to say, you know, here's my flaws, here's the things, hey, I still miss you, hey, I want to reconnect. And, you know, I, I, I like, kind of like you're saying, I'm in a place in my life where I, I truly value the, the few relationships where I can truly be open and, and 
you know, go into those situations without feeling like I have to like hold back from being like the real version of myself. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out in the world right now who struggle with, with that. They won't even take the first step in their life because they're worried about judgment or rejection or anything of that nature. So really this project hopefully can inspire some people to realize like that's usually the answer. Be a little more authentic with your, yourself and the right people and uh, will, will come into your life. And, um, you know, the people that you don't need in your life, they'll quickly find their way out. But, you know, hopefully you can move into a space where you have a better environment, both with just the people that surround you, but also internally with yourself. And, um, you know, ultimately, we just want to, I, I reflect a lot on legacy recently. Now, it's actually a big reason before I reached out to you, I was thinking about, you know, if I died tomorrow, would I, re would I regret not having reached out? Would I have regretted not saying those few things and seeing like, was I all right? Was it all just in my head? Or, you know, was there more to be learned? And, um, you know, I, for one, don't want to like leave this earth with malice in my heart and, and, um, and not having patched up a relationship simply because of maybe some of my own stubbornness or some of my own ego. And um, again, hopefully this project can inspire many other people to, to mend some of those wounds, both with other people, but also within themselves. And um, yeah, I'm just, I just feel very grateful that we get to share this, this thing together. So um, it's going to be some good times, some really good times. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I think that's probably, you said it right before we hopped on here, butterflies and all that other jazz. And uh, I said this on a, I, it's actually, a, it is a true story as well, but I said it on a first date once. Um, it wasn't with my first, it's not with, wasn't my wife, but. Uh, your first wife? Is that what you're about to say? Beforehand, no divorce. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I said it before. I said it before a first date once. That's what I was trying to say. I said it on a first date right as we were getting into the car. And I was like, you know, I'm always ner nervous right before something great happens. And it's, it's yeah, for whatever reason, that always sticks with me. Um, I'm not with that person anymore, but it was, you know, I, it was a lot of great things that I learned from that situation, but, um, it's, you know, that's funny you say that because first dates are just so great to a reminisce about and b grow with. I know for me, as I got older, first dates took an entirely different, you know, shape in my life. I remember being so nervous when you're younger going on a first date and then to the point where as you got older, like you could be yourself and you can say things like that. Like I'm nervous, but that's okay. And I learned at least as I got older, women appreciated that. I remember, you know, kind of being meta, like it was a, it was a date with a mutual friend of ours who is now married her Jess coach Jess from Albany CrossFit. Like, <laughs> long before Albany CrossFit, we went on like one date and we were sitting there and we were like, and I was like, this is a great first date, isn't it? And, you know, I was a little bit older than her. So I can see her reaction being like, is this guy really saying that? And then it's like, wow, like that's okay that we can talk about these things. Like we can talk about, hey, we're on a date and we're enjoying ourselves and it's okay to say that. I agree. I think that, like you, you hit the nail on the head. I think as we get a little bit older, you just you stop giving a shit so much and in a good way it's like you care about only the few things that really matter and being authentic is more important than anything else and you're right i think any prospective relationship actually appreciates that and it's far more attractive when you are willing to just be real with yourself and with them because 
I mean, everybody at this in this day and age is expecting just a line of like garbage and just only bringing on like whatever, you know, always putting on only a great face for for everything and, and not just being like, hey, you know, I'm going to put myself out there just a little bit for you, um, and not being worried if they don't take it or not. Like, but ironically, increase your odds of them being like, cool, I'm in. This is let's see where this thing goes. So. Yeah, and that you know, five foot three, really five foot two and a half from my latest physical. The you know I wasn't relying on my rugged good looks or you know being you know tall dark and handsome. So all I had going for me was this ability to be honest and I suppose vulnerable at the time. And hey, luckily for me, my first wife, my current wife, it uh you know it's worked out with her too. But and as we're talking about this, I kind of you know like we've both alluded to, this is kind of a hey, let's record, let's see what happens. We've obviously thought about it a little bit. I think, and we're kind of, you know, talking about being meta, we're talking about the podcast on the podcast, but I think kind of having this one idea for the episode, whether it's, hey, how to be authentic, forgiveness, being vulnerable, having those kind of topics that we branch into on each episode, maybe even with something that the listeners can do at the end and we can even do. I mean, a lot of the times we'll be talking about it based on experience, but hey, there's I know there's more people in my life that I can offer forgiveness to and ask to be forgiven to. There's more places I can be vulnerable. I can certainly be more authentic. So I feel like it's cathartic for us. That's, by the way, a word that very much reminds me of you. You use all the time. So that's why I started this one off with that. Made sure I, I dropped the, uh, an early lebism. Make sure that. <laughs> lebism. I remember when you used to say it even back in the day. The first time I was like, I got to look that up later. I don't know what that means. So crushed on the SATs, or at least <laughs> part. <laughs> so, you know, being this is kind of like the first episode and when we want our listeners to understand where we're coming from, why don't you give the background on the name? Because a lot of people just assume right now these two guys are naked sitting around on a Sunday, which may be part of it. But, but where did the name Naked Sunday come from? Well, depending on if the camera is on, there may or may not be pants on. So yes. <laughs> so there is actual like substance on a few different layers with this. But um, so I haven't shared it yet, but there's, well, my wife posted a, a bit of a before and after picture. And you actually had a great before and after picture from a few years ago when you started on your eating. But um, <clears throat> within this past year, I've lost 35 pounds uh, myself and I actually just literally saw the picture from a year ago when I came back from my pseudo honeymoon. But um, over the years of, since you and I had split and own, owning business with uh, just myself and, and Ian having it you know, off on our own separate venture together, um, I definitely struggled with the same stressors that I feel like every other business owner eventually runs into of time and you know worry about taking care of everybody and making everybody else a priority and just feeling strung out and then I started leaning on more like food in my late 20s uh, and early 30s I drank more than in my I felt like I consistently than I did in college and I put on a, a bunch of weight so I got over 200 pounds um, I think the highest I touched at one point was 210 pounds which mind you during the time you and I know knew each other I was 165 to 170 very athletic, trying to compete in the CrossFit world and all that other jazz. Six yeah. pack. Six pack, all that other jazz. And really definitely prided myself on, you know, I could 
take my shirt off and all that in a bag of chips, that kind of thing. Definitely a lot more egocentric than um, I cared to let on at the time. But during that, within our little fallout and then subsequently some confronting a lot of my internal issues um, and navigating my then, my now woman, well, I'm married to her with Lexi, I started to really explore like mental health and what that means to me and my own, you know, internal struggles and my own spirituality and my own upbringing and everything to go along with that. And there came a point where like I used to, and like legitimately, I don't like wearing clothes. I feel like it's just very natural. Like you should just want to be naked in general. But there came a point, like I took my shirt off one day, I was lying on the couch and I was like, I just literally couldn't look at myself. I was like actually disgusted with myself. And I just had this moment. I'm just like looking at this and I'm like, is this all I'm worth? Because I'd gone on a whole different place of where, where I was like, I'm putting all my value and all my work into just making, just kind of shining the shell, right? Help people lose some weight. Like, but that's it. It wasn't like, there was no soul. There was no substance to the work that I was putting in. And I definitely taken a big left turn on that after my father had gotten cancer and nearly passed. And here I was now confronted with my own physical less than well-being um, and like not being okay with myself on the inside at the same time. So it started this new conversation. Every Sunday, I would just like lie there butt naked and just like deal with it and just look at myself. And I would have to have, I would start a conversation with myself. Like your worth is not just your flesh. And I would have to say like something nice about myself. So this became a real practice. And this, then I also did this with my wife, you know, she's a teacher, so I'm not going to go too far into all the other stuff with it, but it became this really amazing practice. But most people think, oh, you guys just like, Hey, you're spending naked time with your wife and da 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 da. It's like, it was much more than that. It had to, it came down to this, this ritual of no matter how we were feeling, whether she, you know, feeling bloated or feeling gross or whatever it was, we had to not only be okay with ourselves, like, okay, I'm bringing more to this world than just this skin and flesh. But, uh, you know, I, I need to be there for this other person. I'm going to accept my other half for who they are as well. Now, on the flip side, this also started to create a really interesting reflection as well for like my own behavioral work, right? Because now if I'm like, I would just look at this. I would actually stare the problem in the face. Well, if I don't, I don't like what I'm staring back at, right? Whether it's my love handles coming in or whatever it is. Well, now I had like, it, it wasn't mystified anymore. I was like, I don't, I couldn't say like, no, I, I can't see it. It's there. It's staring me in the face. Let me pay attention to what my behaviors were leading up to this in the past week, or past two weeks, past three weeks. And it became this almost like a journaling opportunity, a moment for me to just pause, deal with it, take the emotion out of the thing. You know, not saying like, I'm not, you're not a bad person. This just happens to be where you're at right now. You made some decisions. Now, if you don't like the end result of that, here's your opportunity to change that right so in it killed two birds with one stone one it was a practice in a lot of self-love and being okay with who i was whether i liked the exterior or not it was be, then became a practice with my wife of no i really love you for you you know the two of us didn't we love just like we use the stress eating and the you know let's have a bottle of wine on a friday and then a saturday night as well as like a, an excuse to like oh whatever just hanging out with each other as opposed to using some other type of healthy means to to inter interact and engage so we now had this opportunity um and then it also served as an, a, a means for me to stay on track with getting back into making health a priority for myself again because i had forgotten that like 
this is important just as much as, you know, mental health and all that was, was important to me also being physically in alignment with, you know, I have this one body. This is something I need to respect. This is something I need to take care of. If I want to be clear of mind, if I want to be able to give my, my clients and my staff the best of me, I need to make sure that I make my health and my wellness a priority. So it's time for me to get back on, on track with that. So it started this at least year long, maybe a little longer now, um, journey back towards taking care of my physical health and, and, and wellness while still bolstering the substance and the soul behind it. Whereas previous in my life, it was just like, plug me into the system and I'm going to lift a bunch of weights and I'm just going to shine the exterior. And there was nothing on the inside that was really driving it. It was not this, this complete act of self-love to go with it, as well as a complete act of love of the other people that were sharing the, the journey with me. So Naked Sunday is very near and dear to my heart because it, I mean, aside from the fringe benefits that came from this, right? Because my wife and I were being open. We were having these real deep, intimate conversations. It was not about being physically naked with each other. It was about sharing this time, both like, I mean, have you ever just spent time, but I, I, I like to actually put it this way. Have you ever had to try and have an argument with your significant other while you're butt naked? It's not actually a very easy thing because you're just like, <laughs> your emotions are all over the place. You're trying to just like get your point across and like they're coming back at you with their, their stuff. And it, it's actually very difficult, but it's again, this, this idea of not only are you going to be physically, you're going to be completely vulnerable, both, you know, no longer shielded by clothes. You can't be all primped and pressed and anything like this. Just, this is me. This is real. This is from the inside out. I'm, I'm giving you everything of me. Take me as you will. I am here to get better. And I want the same thing for you. Um, and I would, you know, standing here a year later, my wife and I have gone through some hard things together. Um, and even, you know, especially going through COVID and, and lots of changes within business and everything else. Um, standing by me as, you know, I reached out to you and started to nurture our relationship again. It was, it became something that was really, really powerful for the two of us to grow not only as individuals, but as, as a couple. So. No, I think that's, that it's a great explanation of it, first of all. And and much like you, I remember early on in the relationship with Roz, and probably something I've said to a few other girlfriends over the years is like, hey, if we're fighting, let's just get naked. And it was for that same reason. It's like you can't really fight. Like, first of all, I don't care how mad I am at you, if you get naked, my brain makes a very quick switch. It goes from angry to I want to have sex with this person. Like, it doesn't matter what you've done. And um, funny, I don't remember what we were fighting about. What I do remember the, the one time we were arguing about something, probably silly, and Raj just started to get undressed. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm getting, like, what are you doing right now? She's like, I'm getting naked. And I'm like, why? She's like, because that's our rule. I was like, all right, well, this argument's over. You know, so it, it's definitely helpful from that. My first question to you about it. So you said one day you're kind of laying there naked, you know, on a Sunday, looking at your body. What, well, before Lexi gets involved, I'm assuming it's kind of like, this is the first time you're doing it. What was one of the first changes you made? From the actual day, like just reflecting on it or. Yeah, you're like you, you know, you're, yeah, you're looking at yourself naked because I'm a firm believer in that. And and then maybe it's just my biasy towards the health and wellness space, but I think it's very hard for someone to be 
internally healthy, mentally strong, et cetera, when, when what they're seeing in the mirror every day doesn't make them happy. And, and, and that, you know, is different for you and me. It's like, if I don't see a six pack, I'm unhappy. Right. Right. For some people it's, you know, so long as I'm not 20 pounds overweight, I'm happy. And then I don't think there's a right or wrong for that. You know, everyone can have their own perception of themselves and they should. And, you know, that's all that should make them happy. Not what I think of how you look, but what you think of how you look. But when you said, when you say you saw yourself, you got back from your honeymoon, you're pushing 210, you know, so 30 to 40 pounds overweight. What was the first step you took to rectify that? Uh, A lot of it, the first stuff was addressing my internal dialogue. That was the first thing where in the past, you know, I really leaned on like intense exercise, the CrossFit culture that, you know, I was part of like, like I liked competitive athletics. It was just like to push myself. And, you know, I'm I'm sure you remember some of the times training with myself, like I was pretty nasty to myself and just even like, you know, don't be a pussy and things like that. Just like, just the words I would use upon myself were just very demeaning and like, you know, I could take it right because I played college or probably played high school football. And like, that's just the, the way it is like be a man, that kind of thing. Um, so really what I wanted to start doing was taking my own advice that I was giving my clients at the time. It's like, what would you tell somebody you cared about? It's like, all right, here's what happened. And it was just more empathy and understanding. Um, so that was the first thing that I did. I really just started reflecting on, well, why was I leaning on food and drink right now as part of this thing? And it really just came down. I was just like super uncomfortable with myself. Like was this sensitive side of Caleb, was this, is this worthwhile? Um, you know, coming from a background where especially worried about, you know, what I was looking at a lot at the time was, and you just brought it up, like some people, being 20 pounds overweight is like their threshold for me. It's well, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, whatever you want to call it. The bar for me is quote unquote different, right? Because everybody on who's a trainer online has six pack abs and super lean. And for me to be worth anything, I need to be that. So of course it was just like this, this, that, the comparison stuff. I needed to stop the comparison. Um, And a lot of it was just sitting down like, what do I value about myself? Do I value that I am, a good listener? Do I value that I'm willing to sit there and ask people hard questions about, you know, what they care about in their life and what really matters the most to them? Um, And as I started to whittle away at those things, it became quite apparent that I had had not a super great relationship with just food and with exercise in general at that time. It was more like a chore as opposed to something that I would genuinely enjoy. So I needed to unravel some of those things. but let me stop you for a second. One thing you said that I think a lot of people need to hear is we're, we're so much harsher on ourselves. Like, I remember those days. Like, you know, you came into Albany CrossFit and you were younger, fitter, you know, you, know, you, you had a six-pack in the, in the times when I was chubby. But you remember as well as I do, I used to beat you nine out of ten workouts. And yep. it had nothing to do with my fitness ability. It had everything to do with your negative self-talk. If I would, we could be doing a 20-minute AMRAP where you're winning for the first 17 minutes. But as soon as I got one rep ahead, you imploded. And, you know, and you, you would say, like you just said, don't be a pussy. Isn't it 
I think for so many people listening, the way we talk to ourselves is so much different than we would talk to our mom or a client. And even, you know, and then it blurs too. Like I know there are times the way I speak to Roz is like, I would never, you know, I'm not mean to her. I, I hope not. I'm not like, you know, verbally abusive, but you say things that you're just like, you wouldn't say that to a stranger. And I think we, it needs to start from the inside. Like you can't, you need to talk to yourself as empathetically and compassionately as you're talking to your clients. You would never, there's no client, you know, maybe once in a while you'd have a tough dude and at the right moment you throw out there, don't be a pussy. Like, you know, maybe, right? Those were my younger self, probably. Yeah. Far and few. You know, sometimes, you know, remember when we would coach Austin and he would want that, for example. Right. There's but, certain people that you're trying to, well, that's, that's always, people need to always remember, like, that's contextual. He, those, exactly. It's in, like, can you deal with just negative, can you, you know, he was hyper competitive. He was, like, trying to be at the super top, which is, at that time, at that point, you're looking at, like, different margins of, like, excellence. So that's making sure people sure. Are, are different types of things, yes. You know, and even in this culture, like, whether it's the David Goggins of the world, where it's, like, don't be a pussy, be a man, be tough. And I think there's a time and a place to talk to yourself like that, but I'd like to think about it more, you know, talk to yourself the way you would talk to your clients. And also something we learned from Greg Amundsen was talk to yourself in that positive, positive text, positive um, tense, right? So he uses the example of um, a marathon runner repeating to themselves, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. 50% of the word there's, they're saying are stop. Versus, you know, keep going uh, where, you know, it's even those little things. And that was something I remember when we took his seminar years ago, you know, probably 10 plus years ago now that I've, I've really, it resonated with me and, and how I try to talk to myself and also my clients. And, and, and I think we'll, we'll touch on this probably in every episode. We fall back. Like I'm not perfect. I will call myself, you know, derogatory names at times. Mm -hmm. and, and you know but very quickly i think i think for anyone in this world it's not it's not a matter of how many times you do the wrong thing it's how many times you correct that thing right and i think that's where eventually the exploration led to it's like well, why the hell do i even do this in the first place and around that time i was starting to watch some other videos or there's like a documentary called the mask we wear which is a lot on like masculinity and what does it mean to be a man and all other things right again clearly i'm like in my late twenties, early thirties, just going through this existential spiritual quest. And you start to look back on like, how did, what was part of my upbringing? And this became part of the forgiveness process, not only of, you know, Hey, you don't have to be perfect, but also be pretty forgiving of the people in your past that maybe you're holding grudges against, maybe you're angry against something that, you know, it, it started to change my mind around a lot, a lot, a lot of that being like, the second I assume people were doing the best with what they have at that time with the information present to them, like, you know what, if I was in their position, I might start making the same decision. So piece by piece, I started like offloading frustration, anger, and all these other things, all these other burdens that I didn't even realize was carrying. I was like, no wonder I'm stressed out. And at the point where like the only good option seems to be, well, you're going to go crush, you know, epic amounts of sushi and then ice cream and then a bottle of wine on a Saturday and then a Sunday just because you can and nobody's there to tell you no you know like 
these are the reasons why you're getting to this point because you already were stressed and then you had these other stressors that were just like sinking below the surface and you're you're still not even being nice to yourself on top of that so you know it, it's it was addressing all these different factors and you're bringing up something really important like a lot of people are just not they're already talking negatively to themselves trying to motivate themselves at the same time but half the battle is stop using the negative thing that you wanted to talk about in the first place just like go forgive it let's change the like from the negative to the affirmative and all like half your battle is done now so um well i think in addition to that that negative talk and, and something i fall guilty into all the time even something recently that we were talking about yesterday of guitar right it's like okay you've, you've made up your mind whether it's i'm 210 and i need to get back into better condition or i want to pick up a hobby and then it becomes wow this shit is daunting like yeah. wait i need to drop 40 pounds or wait you know i need to learn how to play a new musical instrument and it's like a what's the first thing that goes to my head i can't do that and then b even if i decide i want to it's like where where do i begin and i think what we've become better at at least you know still a work in progress is just like this podcast like take the first step like you need to you need to do a small step instead of looking at it like i'm sure deep down you knew okay my fighting weight is 170 i want to be 170 but if you would have thought to yourself that day i need to lose 40 pounds you'd probably still be 210 if not 220 you must have then what was Physically, what was your first step? Physically was going back to really just the basics. Like at the end of the day, what I was leading up to that, I was, I've still like been searching to that point, like what's the best, right? Cause I'm waiting for somebody else to tell me what the best version of whatever diet is. Right. And we'd, in our days at, at Albany, it was a lot of like the dogmas of all oh, the paleo diet. This is right and wrong the zone is right and wrong, all those kinds of things. It was starting to break some of those beliefs. Like, well, what is the, I, I had to explore what were the common underlying factors at first for me and what were the things that worked well for me? So it was the simple things of drink more water, uh, you know, eat more lean protein, have more vegetables um, and just like slowly eating and taking my time with that um, and just making a plan. So those are my first things, just going through my week that way. Uh, and the other struggle or the other tactic that I used was just being okay with going like 50 to 70% effort in all my workouts. And that's where I started. It was just, I'm going to, it was more about showing up as opposed to hitting any like bar for whatever workout was supposed to be. Because I had in the back of my mind, 25 year old Caleb who could run through a brick wall and 30 one 32, 33 year old Caleb who still has like lingering knee issues and his joints feel super swollen and he's carrying an extra 12, well, 30 to 40 pounds. So like breaking like this, you're a different person now. What would you tell all those people? So it was go back to the basics, drink more water, eat more lean protein, have more vegetables, you know, move a little more frequently, but it's not about doing a lot of it and being mindful during the process. Um, those were the two big physical steps that I, that I made. It was just be mindful around these practices. Um, some of the 
I still incorporated in the a year ago, like a couple times throughout the year, I did a couple more extreme fashions, but I don't, I wouldn't look at that more as like a um, extreme physical task. It was more like a spiritual exploration. I've done two in the past year, I did two seven day water fasts, which were more about, well, one was before I got married. And then after that was going into the new year. Um, which again, if anybody's going to ever explore something like that, I would not do it for physical reasons. I would do it. There better be some, something of more substance underneath it. Um, yeah. Or else you're not going to make it. Well, not even so much you're going to wake it, make it like you're going to put all the weight back on. Like I put, I lost 14 pounds during my first time doing it. I also lost 14 pounds the second time I did it. The first time I did it, my mom was let, I talked to her halfway through it because she more or less like talked to me. It's like during her, during her time in her spiritual journeys, she has done several seven day water fasts and she's like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. And she's like, just so you know, you're going to put it all back on. That pissed me off to no avail. <laughs> I explored some of that relationship as well. And she was right. The first one, I put it all back on. The second one was more, there was something different. I was like, why am I doing this in the first place? And what, what is this leading towards? The other one was trying to get my, my head straight before actually getting married. And then the next one was more about like, well, where's my life going right now? Um, and that was far more productive because it was more about moving my needle forward as opposed to, okay, I'm just preparing myself for this union. Um, well, and, and going back to what you said, for people listening, it wasn't like you woke up on that Sunday, saw your body, and you're doing a seven-day fast. You, no. You know, you wouldn't have finished it. And, you know, even if you did, it wouldn't have had the same long-term effects on you. You have, you know, if you're going to do something like that, it, it sounds to me like you're, what you're really saying is know the reason you're doing it, know your why. But really, everything else was these little small things, like you said, for someone listening, and it's like, if they are listening to this because they know us from the physical space, you know, the fitness space, what we're telling you is take one small step and maybe, you know, you took a few small steps, but maybe it's, Hey, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. And before I do anything else, I'm going to drink 32 ounces of water. Maybe yeah. it's, you know, I'm not, I'm going to eat three servings of fruits and vegetables. You know, the point is, you know, it's like, you know, how you, you build a house brick by brick. And it's the same thing when it's building your physical body or your emotional body. You can't, if, if you just try to, you know, throw a roof on the ground, you're not going to have much of a house. You need to create that foundation. I have been, that's, I use those examples all the time with clients. Like it's the absolute truth. Um, and ironically, one of the hacks that I do use is before I'm allowed to have my coffee, I have two big glasses of water every morning. It's something, um, you know, for anybody who's watching, like that's, that's the nature of habit change. And a lot of the times, you know, I, I don't know. And this is where things like changed for me, especially as I was moving in this direction with my clients, it, it became pretty easy to get people to lose weight, but it was, I was finding it increasingly difficult for people to keep the weight off because there was nothing after that. It was like, Hey, I came in to just look better naked. Cool. Which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like people are, they're at a point they're like, I need this, but I didn't know what it was supposed to be thereafter. And I didn't start to see what was like really lying under the surface until I came to this point. Like I had said, you know, my father in my late twenties had cancer and then he had a stroke. And like, I remember going down to the hospital and like feeding him like this shitty little gruel. And like, I'm looking in his eyes and like 
man looked dead. And I realized like, this was just a reflection of me. I'm like looking at myself. This is, this is Caleb, like you're dead on the inside. You're not really bringing anything to the table. You're just helping people shine the surface and you need to do something more. And this is again, like this bigger exploration of like the mental health and the, you know, again, I'm not like some licensed therapist or something like that, but like the conversations were like, somebody needed to be addressed more than just numbers and like broccoli and chicken. Like they needed to be given something more and they needed to be given some more substance in which, you know, when you start looking at deeper habit change, you have to start looking at your environment. You have to start looking at the people that are in your world. You have to start looking at how you talk to yourself and you have to start looking at like, well, why didn't you even come to these realizations in the first place? And, you know, now where I sit now, you know, where again, a lot of my motivation, both wanting to do this individually, but also wanting to do this with you and, and be able to share a lot of this with our friends is that I want us to be able to create a space where a lot of people can grow and like find a lot of self-love and be inspired to actually go help other people because that's what, you know, after you lose the weight, like, isn't that what you should be doing? That's how you're going to bolster the, the actual habits that actually got you in there in the first place. And I can say that for myself right now, I speak very differently, not only to myself, but to other people. I'm willing to say hard things because I know once they overcome that first obstacle, they're going to be able to, you know, take all those skill sets and all those other things that they've learned along the way. They have this amazing skill set already to begin with, and they have an immense capacity to go help and love other people. That's really what I hope we can create through this is just some trickle down effect where everybody's going to be able to, whether they go home and they're just a better mother or father or parent or husband, wife, whatever you want to call it, whatever their role is that they are now better at because whether they lost more weight, they feel better and look better naked or whatever it is. I hope that we can instill some more of that confidence and be able to change the, just be able to change the conversation a little bit. Um, no, I, I think, like I said earlier, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, especially the people that will be listening to this early on, it's like health and fitness and wellness and, and their body and how they look in the mirror. That's the foundation. You know, like if you look at the, the CrossFit foundations, like nutrition's at the, at the bottom of it. For most of us, it's really hard to be happy. It's really hard to be the best version of you, like you said, regardless of what capacity you need that without waking up and looking in the mirror and being happy with what you see. But also to some extent, that's the easiest part. And we, for most people, they dive into that because it is, it's a whole lot easier to exercise and eat right than to look in the mirror and face your true demons. Yeah. You know, so, and, and then to throw on top of that, something you're alluding to, it's like, cool. You got your six pack. I've been there. You've been there. We've helped hundreds of people get there. Now what? Well, A, cool. Now you have to do this for the rest of your life or until you make, right? Or until you decide being in shape is no longer important to you, which is, you know, I doubt will ever happen. It may change shapes. At 60, you may not care about the six pack. You just want to be healthy. But, you know, the, the harder battle now becomes facing those true demons, you know, the vulnerability, the forgiveness, the, you know, what does this life mean? What am I doing? Um, you know, how do I cultivate, create, and strengthen all of my relationships? So I think really, you know, as we kind of maybe begin to wrap this episode up, that's, that's what this is all about. You know, I'm sure we're going to have tons of health, fitness, and nutrition 
snippets, you know, information and uh, tips and tactics to be successful there. But really, if that's all you're interested in, there's a whole there's a whole lot of podcasts out there that are going to be better and 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 more specific to that. Ours are going to be the tougher topics, the ones that you know maybe there'll be some tears going on. You know, maybe you know there'll be some there's some deep thoughts. Um, so that that's what I look forward to because that's man, no one's you know especially at our age. I'm 42. You're 33. Yep. No one talks about that. Uh, it seems like there's, I think that the culture is primed right now for that, you know, every, like in general, I think people just, they keep hitting the wall of the surface and the material. And then eventually, you know, then they're like, I got to go look for some other answers. And uh, I hope that if nothing else, these conversations can open the door for somebody else. You know, that's, a lot of what I've reflected on, like you talked about, like we talked about with hobbies, you and I, uh, before we got on this today, I was like, what's a hobby? Well, a hobby, I, I, when I ask myself, am I going to do anything nowadays? It's like, is this something that I'm willing to just learn and like enjoy for the rest of my life and like, enjoy the process? And something like this, like this is just going to be an ongoing conversation, whether it's in this format or another forever, just because I, I personally genuinely enjoy it. And I hope that if somebody takes even one lesson away from this every day and and can apply it with the, within their relationships their meaningful relationships then i would have deemed this this adventure a, a success and um you know i i'm i'm proud that we get to do this together because uh it speaks to a lot of our own you know growth in and in, in our own relationships so it's cool very cool and yeah I, I mean there are ways we can measure the success of this but to me it's, hey, I'm doing something with someone I care about. And if no one listens to this and you and I just become better human beings, that's a success for me. And I really intend to use this podcast as an opportunity to, to truly enjoy the process. I know in my life, I'm so guilty of like, okay, what's the end goal? What's the end state? What's the final thing I want? Like, I want to be on stage at SPAC performing to 30,000 people or else me playing guitar is a huge waste of time. But like you said, no, just enjoy the process. Learn what an A chord is. Learn how to play a B minor. You know, the, that's part of it. You know, same thing with, you know, you, you and I know I'm the, I'm quite possibly the worst handy person on this planet. Or I should <laughs> say least handy person to the point where I'd be like, you're close second. Yeah, I mean, I would hire, you know, J Fun back in the day to, hang up a picture you know I couldn't do anything and for some reason you know woodworking has become something where I'm like I don't care if I'm great I just want to learn and it's probably one of the first times in my life where I'm like I'm just gonna enjoy this process and you know pick up a new skill for no other reason than wanting to learn a new skill and I think really what we're talking about are just new skills I mean every one of these things from authenticity to vulnerability to forgiveness they're all just skills kind of you know, like a toolbox and the toolbox, the arsenal that we're, that we're forging, that we're, that we're building is, you know, this idea of just being a better human being. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. And I, I it's hard to even just, I don't know if you struggle with it, but like even just the bringing about like, what are we bringing to the table here? It's like, Oh, we're just, I just want to help people become better humans. And then what is, what is that? You know, that's, a, that's almost like an always moving target. So, um, 
you know, I don't, I've in my own life struggled with like, what value, what do I bring to the world and how do I help it? And that hopefully that this is just moving in the right direction and we can find some better words for that. So, but I'm well, process, you know? Yeah. And no different than coaching, right? We, you know, you and I, I remember distinctly the first time Austin coached, I don't know if you remember this. He was teaching the thruster. We might've done Fran. It might've just been another thruster workout, but he's yelling at the part or the, the members, I should say, Hey, if you want to go faster on these thrusters, you got to pull the bar down. You got to come into this squat and you got to, you know, drive up out of the bottom. And I, I don't know if you remember, it was back before we expanded. We had just that window into the second room, um, you know, where the platforms were and we're watching from the outside. I remember looking at you like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you, 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 you see Austin coming back from the 2010 CrossFit game, sixth place, yelling. And I remember it was like Donna, Laura, Diana, you know, all these women in their 50s and 60s. And it was a big open, you know, eye opener that just because you're a great athlete doesn't mean you're a great coach. You know, turns out all these years later, Austin is one hell of a coach, but I think he learned a lot there. And I think there's a little bit of imposter syndrome going on, right? Like, I'm like, who are we to do this? I listen to people like Malcolm Gladwell. I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to David Goggins. I listen to all these smart people, but they're just human beings as well. And my point is for many of them, you know, some of them obviously went through the trenches and came up better on the other side, but we're still in this. And I think that's what makes us good about it. That's what makes us vulnerable. Like we're going to come on here and talk about things and be like the next episode. Hey, Remember I talked about forgiveness? Well, I fucked up and I'm, you know, I hate somebody, you know? So I think that's important for, for us to, like I said, this isn't about the listeners. I hope they can learn from it because we're just really at the end of this two dudes trying to navigate this world and trying to become better at it. Talking about our feelings, just a couple of dudes being bros and crying, you know? <laughs> yeah, we could change the name of the podcast to do two bros crying, but let, let me ask you this. Let, let, let's um, wrap up this first episode. If someone's listening and they're into it and they're like, all right, I'm in, these guys are, you know, they're real. What would you say would be a good first step for them to do? Would it be, you know, drop trial, get naked, look in the mirror? Would it be sit with yourself for a minute? Like let's have one tiny actionable step at the end of every episode. Uh, I really like the minute dosing. I think that's really important because when you can put something into really small, tangible steps, something that's almost laughable, I've found that it's like, it's when it's laughable, if you didn't do it, you're like, Oh my, okay, I'm going to, I'm set up for success. And, you know, we could call it the naked minute if you want. And it's more the idea of being naked. So if looking at yourself in the mirror, which I've found like plenty of my clients have not like looked at themselves in the mirror, like actually look themselves in the mirror, like getting out of the shower or anything like that for years, take a minute and just like look at yourself. And during that minute, try to say as many nice things about yourself as possible. Now you can be fully clothed. You can be fully naked. You know, one would be scaling up or scaling down wherever you're at in that journey right now, just take a minute and just look at yourself and as many nice things as possible in a minute. And it might be the same thing over and over, but just one minute about that. Um, just looking at you and being and saying something positive. It could be, it doesn't have to be physical. It could be, I'm a kind person. I take care of my friends. I, it's not about being perfect. It's about practicing saying nice things to yourself because if you're 
feeling better about yourself after that minute, you're more likely to make a better decision after that with whatever you're about to do, whether it's a health decision or a work decision or anything like that. Yeah, like a daily affirmation. I think you don't have to necessarily start your stopwatch on your phone. You don't have to necessarily be perfect about it, right? But maybe after you get out of a shower, if you want to do it naked, or maybe if you're listening right now and you just pulled into work, you know, listen to the podcast on your drive in, just stop. I, I love it. Like, say a few nice things about yourself. Yeah. Give, give me, let, let's, uh, let's end this. Let's say something nice about yourself, Caleb. Me say something nice about myself. Like, what would be one of the affirmations you would say? Uh, one of the nice things I would say is I'm proud of how that I feel. I used to be really uh, insecure about feeling more sensitive, right? I have like deep feelings. And as a guy who, you know, most people look at me like you look like some bro jock, like who the F are you? Uh, felt pretty insecure about having a deep emotional spectrum. And when people like say, said unkind things about me, like it would hurt. So that was something where I actually practicing being very grateful. Like, hey, you're a sensitive, deep feeling man, and that's okay. That'd be a practice that I started for myself. Um, and I still actually work on that one to this day when I'm feeling like, oh, you should be tough and you should just, it shouldn't bother you. Like I work on that first. What about you, man? I think right now, at least, you know, without really going super deep about it, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we're doing this in the sense that I think you and I have a lot to offer this world. And I think we're both doing this from a genuine place of like, it's not about fame. It's not about fortune. It's not about anything other than, you know, learning for ourselves and, and hopefully with every episode, if one person listens and makes a change, you know, maybe two, maybe at some point hundreds, you know, I feel, I feel very proud that we're doing something genuine and with a lot of vulnerability and giving back to the world. I love it, man. I love it. All right. Well, I think that was a, I mean, about as excellent of a first episode as, as we could have imagined. You and I, you know, have done many projects together and I'm really excited about this one. It's, it's the first one that we're doing really with a completely new headspace. So I'm super excited about it. I'm excited too, man. And I'm proud that we stayed fairly on task with like one subject matter today. So <laughs> I know that we, we have a tendency to float between topics. So, um, and I'll take, I'll be the first one to take the blame on that. I know I can go off on a tangent at the drop of a hat. So, um, yeah, I think this is a really wonderful first step and, uh, I'm just excited to see where this thing goes. I don't know where it's going to end up, but uh, I'm just excited to go on the journey with you and for everybody else who decides to come on the ride with us. Well, I agree. We did a great job. And uh, let's wrap up this first episode. And uh, I just want to say, I love you, bro. I think it's great to do this again. And I'm really excited. I love you too, bro. Much love, everybody. Thanks again for listening to that bonus episode of Naked Sunday. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to hear more from myself and Caleb, please head over to Naked Sunday on any podcast app and subscribe. That's all we're asking. It was a little bit of a bonus episode. It's a new project we have going, and we were really excited to share it with you. So if you enjoyed it, please let me know too. As always, with anything I do, I really, really, really enjoy feedback from everyone. If you listen, if you just stumbled upon it, if you hated it, whatever it is, I want to hear from you. I can only make things better or stop doing them, quite honestly, when I hear from you guys. So please 
feel free to hit me up. And like I said, if you enjoyed, go subscribe to the new show, Naked Sunday.